Emmanuel. What's up, family? What's going on, man? Yes. It's just, I'm just, it's a blessing. <clears throat> Always going to have you on to Positive Energy Generation Podcast, man. You know, I've always looked up to you. So what a better way to have you onto the podcast to pick your brain a little bit, you know? Really? <laughs> Just watching you from afar, you know, doing the big things that you're doing on a daily basis is, you know, it's just phenomenal. Hey, so before we get started, what I always like to do, I always welcome everybody. So, welcome everybody to the Positive Energy Generation podcast. And we always want to introduce my utmost higher self, Amari. We always give the utmost higher self, Jah, God, the praise. I say thank you for this day. And what I'm going to do and ask for you, Emmanuel, before I introduce you to everybody, I ask that you just, you know, open us up and just lead us in a little prayer so that we can get started and just give great, give God the thanks for today. Thank you so much for the opportunity I've given us right now to just be able to just talk to one another, be able to just learn from each other. And for those that's about to listen Lord God let it inspire whatever they have going on in their lives any endeavors that they have going on Lord that's how it seems just bless us because we all have goals Lord God and we are willing to help each other in everything that we have going on and we want to just make an impact on other people and not having and Lord please not let anyone be jealous but Lord God just be inspired and grow from everything that's going on in your name i pray amen amen thank you for that prayer you already know who this is it's definitely your favorite chair woman shark coming back at you once again and i got a special guest for y'all got the main man emmanuel in the house the trading man emmanuel in the house, <laughs> killing the game out here, showing people the way. Yeah, you're impacting so many lives. So, what a better way to get to know the main man, the man himself, by introducing him on the podcast, right? Yeah. Right. Right. So, before we jump it off, Emmanuel, tell the listeners, give us a breakdown of who Emmanuel is. Well, for me, I don't really like talking about myself, you know. I like, you know, letting other, you know, other people that, you know, interact with, you know, just explain their point of view and, you know, their experience of what they had with me and the type of person that I am, you know. But one thing I could really say about myself is that, you know, I do whatever it takes to, you know, reach my dreams, you know, whatever goals I have and want to just help other people. Which is the biggest thing. It's not. It's just never about money, but it's just having the impact. You know, being able to just, you know, look for and just have, just bring positivity wherever I go. You know, All right. whatever. Like if I'm going somewhere, it's just I feel that negative energy. I, I'll just change right away. You know, like everything has to be positive at all times. That's how it is. You know? Hey, positives. You just flow with the vibration of the earth. I feel you. Emmanuel, definitely out here crushing it, man. So before we get even further, man, let everybody know where they can follow you at. They can, they want to just after the podcast, get to know Emmanuel on a personal basis or get to know what you do 
um, in your business. Shell out to everybody where they can find you on social media. My Instagram is eman1k underscore. So it's E-M-A-N number one K underscore. And also add me on Facebook too. Made it not too long ago. And add me on Twitter at edestin21. Hey, if y'all go follow him. I don't know what you're doing with your life because he's definitely out here inspiring a lot of people. They making a lot of people's lives change for the better. Um, Emmanuel, what made you leap into this journey of for just entrepreneurship? For that, I guess it all started when it was back in high school. I was, you know, I was one of those guys selling, you know, candy or whatever snacks back then. All started right there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, all started right there. So it was just like, you know, I being able just doing that, and I'm just like, dang. It wasn't really about, you know, just fast money, but it's just like, okay, if there's multiple ways I get money, like, you know, what, how can I do it, you know? And that's when back in high school, I was like, okay, you know, at first I'm like, okay, I'll probably want to be an engineer, you know, make sure I graduate college, be an engineer. You know, but I'm like, I really don't want to be that, you know, like there's like something, there's something more to it, you know? Right. And it's like, I don't, I don't down nobody with nine to fives at all. I don't, you know, but it's just like, I don't want to put time to get, you know, the money or the freedom, you know? Right. One thing I realized even, it's just, it was just, you know, just started working last year, you know, first job. I'm just like, I spent so much time. And I realized, like, you know, there'd be times I'd be depressed. I'm like, there's so many other things I could be doing, you know? That's you know, true. There's, yeah, there's people that's built for it, too, and I applaud you. If that's your success, then boom, I, like, I applaud you for it. You know, if you're doing what you're doing, but at the same time, like, for me, I just, like, I see myself just trading my time, you know, for money, you know? I knew there was just more to it, you know, there's more, there's so many things that, you know, a lot of people don't know about that's out there, you know, right. that you could just really develop a skill with or do what you can in order to just have all the freedom that you need, because, you know, really, this, the way the system is set up is where, by the time you're like, what, in your 70s, that's when you, that's when you're finally free from, so it's just... You know, I didn't really, I didn't really see that when I, when I was just about to graduate house. So I'm just like, there's just more to it. I just got to reach out and find everything. And that's yeah, I, I agree with that. <clears throat> I agree with this so much because I was the type of person as well. Like, I, I work, I always like working. So anyone even about the money, with just being able, just, just being able to, to you know, put my time somewhere else and and get more monies for my family. It wasn't even about the money for myself. So, really? I, I, yeah, so I was that type of person. Like, I had two or three jobs and still mm. played ball, still still interact with my friends. And people were wondering, like, why you work so hard? Because I didn't like the fact I didn't like the fact that I had to spend so much time in one place and barely make a paycheck to make me meet my bills, you yeah. know? And then, you know, right now everybody, you know, right now everybody, you know, have jobs right now. They just, they only do it to pay the bills, you feel me? It's like, Right now, there's people that pay for, you know, a house or apartment that they live in. And they don't, they barely, the only thing they do is just sleep in there. And then they go right back to work. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, why would you know what's the point in doing that? You know, I actually want to just enjoy life to its fullest because, you know, anyone's life it could be cut short any any moment at any moment. You know what I'm saying? Like a full life is not promised to everyone. That's right. That's that's the sad reality, but that's that's true. So it's like, you know, there's people that you know may have died at an early age, but they were able to see things that somebody that you know been living their whole life. You know, they they were able to see certain things that somebody else that had been living for a long time that you know they couldn't see. Like, you know, they probably was you know that person was probably able to just travel around the world. And then somebody else, you know, they probably been in one place their whole life and they didn't really see those type of things. So it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't really, you can't really, you know, measure how, like, you know, how great of a life you live by, like, how long you live, you know? That's it's just, true. It's just a lot of people, there was, even though they live short lives, they were able to see things that, you know, somebody else has never seen before, you know? And it's just That's like, true. That's true. I remember um, as, a, as a child, I always asked my mom, like, because it's just me just trying to get the concept of the world, like, why people work so hard for nothing, and then, you know, get old and barely can get retirement, and the main question I was asked was, like, well, if 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 the babies that's born, that comes here on the earth for a short time, how, how, how they are determined, you know, their life, if they're going to heaven or not, because they die on earth and my mom would tell me all the time it's not about the time that they spent here it's about in that time how much joy they brought somebody else that that's that's like, huge yeah so it, 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 it hit me different because um i've had a cousin that died young as a child and i didn't get it i didn't get it like the child didn't do anything to deserve that and i'm like why do bad things happen to kids and they don't deserve it you know and my mom always say that it's not it's not about how how long you live it's about how much joy you bring to the next person while you're living that is true right mm-hmm. that, that that really hit deep right there yeah so people they have never brought joy to no one in their life so they're still here walking around miserable because they never brought joy they're so stuck up in their world and a lot of time it's about it's the bills. A lot of time it's about me and the bills. I gotta make I gotta make my ends meet. I gotta get this debt paid. I gotta get this debt paid. So wrapped up in worlds so when you when you do turn around, everybody around you is older now, your kids to grow up. And what joy have you brought to other people around? All, all we know you a worker and you're mad all the time. You know, you stressed out all the time. Like, I could definitely relate to that. Like, I could definitely say cause like right before I even started working, like you know, just all throughout high school, you know, there, I have friends that work, whatever. But you know, thank God I even had a mom that even she didn't even let me work. Just you know, just yeah, she told me wait till after high school, and I'm I'm grateful for that. You know, I I feel like that was probably like my happiest times. You know, like I was able to just do everything. You know, I love doing like balling, just doing just chilling. You know. Right, and then I'm just like just doing, you know, I was just happy, and then that's right. when, you know, after high school, just started working. I'm just like, you know, the money is there, but it's just like, you know, money does not. I want, I always knew money doesn't bring happiness, but I actually felt that, you know, this time, you know, I'm like, right. damn. I'm just like, damn, like before, I'm just like, I was happy all the time, you know, I'm working out, balling, do whatever I love doing, and then now I'm just. 
I'm putting, I spend most of my day at work. And that's why I just started being like down a lot. And I'm just like, bro, I can't, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people say, but it's, you, you don't feel it until you actually go through, you know? When right. they say like money doesn't bring happiness, I actually felt that I'm like, it really does, you know? So yeah. it's really it's a, it's just it's really about you know the joy that you bring on somebody else. Like it's like you you know you and your mom said you know, and that's true. Yeah. That's the big facts. Yeah, because I was like you, know, I was one of those kids that was in school working, and it wasn't that because I wanted to. It's because my mom she got laid off, and <laughs> being being in the house, it's just me, my mom, my brother. We decided whoever get the job first, that's the person that works, you know. So I had to go get, I had to go grind while still get get my A's and still be on the basketball team. And I, I would give my money to my mom, make sure make sure that we, you know, ends meet. And a lot of people did not know that I was helping my mom out because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want to go back to being homeless. Like I did that before, mm-hmm. you know, where me, my mom, my brother uh, didn't have a home, and my grandmother took us in. That was very hard to go through being homeless, you know. And if it wasn't for my grandmother, even you know, opening her doors up, we could have been on the streets. Damn. Could have been sleeping in our cars. And it just, it was just, you know, rough. So when, when I got older and I turned 16, that was my, I got my first job. And I worked that job and I swear, I just saw my life passing. It was like everybody that was older than me, that was out of school, been out of school, could have went and saw the world. They were still there. And I was still trying to figure my life out. And I was like, nah, this it's gotta be more than a than a nine to five. Like I know that nine to five can get you to where you need to go in life. That's just another stepping stool. And yeah. there's a lot of good nine to five jobs out there. I'm not I'm not telling nobody to work at a nine to, to not work at a nine to five. I actually encourage it because it helps you build towards your dreams. But a lot of times when we a lot of times people stay in that position because they get comfortable and they don't realize that your dreams are getting faded because you're stuck in the nine to five and now you're just working. You're not even working toward a goal no more. You're just working. Fast like a lot of people I don't it's like when it's time to get uncomfortable, it's just like whoa, they they don't even want to have that feeling. They was like, okay. I'm getting this, you know, a solid check. You know, I'm here. You know, a lot of people don't even think about this every day when they go to work. It's like any at, at any moment, your boss will come up to you like, you know, you're fired. And yeah. They'll get somebody real quick, or you could die, and they'll quickly get somebody else. They're not. They don't. They don't give a fuck at all. Like they'll go, they'll go straight to get somebody else, and then they're just gonna keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that, that, like, the job. Like the job is not even gonna stop because you you fire, you got fired or you died. It's not gonna stop. They just gonna keep going. They got his money. There's money to be made. You feel me? So mm-hmm. it's so you know, a lot of people even think that you know when they you know when they go to work on a daily basis. You know, so yeah, you know, they're irreplaceable. Yeah, they think they're irreplaceable. But what I've learned in the military. And people that hate to say, oh, I'm, I'm, they want to feel special and say they're not a number. We are. No, you're, you're just a number. And I had to realize that, too. And I didn't realize that until I was out. I didn't feel like a number until I got, I got put out or I, I had to get uh, med board out. So I was medically discharged out the military. And that's when it hit me. I was just a number because what I got hurt with, 
they didn't they didn't want to take ownership of it that they did it so my I felt like I'm young and my life is over my career is over and the military just kept going they kept going it didn't matter if I didn't if I had money to meet my bills it didn't matter if I got put out on my look and I ain't had nowhere to go it didn't matter I was 18 hours away from my family it was like well oh here you go like so when they so how you got hurt if you don't mind me asking like oh you know, no, get, I that experience no i don't mind um sharing that well <clears throat> we went overseas and when you go overseas you have to go through something called srp srp is where you go and get all your paperwork so that you can get your shots if needed and that you can get you can be cleared to go overseas so we had a a, a shot called anthrax and on my dog tag, we have red dog tags and regular dog tags. Red dog tags tell you what you can and cannot take. And your regular dog tags have your information on to tell who you are. So uh, I didn't know, because this is my first time going overseas. So I go I, I go through SRP. And I remember they were asking me a few questions. Asked me a few questions. And then um, he he said, oh, okay, never mind. The, the, system, the system keeps blocking you, but I'm going to override it. I, I didn't know what he was talking about. I loved what helping people so bad. I was I was so eager to go overseas to keep helping serve the country, to keep helping my unit. Like I was so into my unit. I was dedicated. I was gonna do whatever it took to go over there and serve the country. And I didn't know he overrode the system. So I was never supposed to be over there because the anthrax shot itself, it has sulfur. And what a lot of people, especially African-Americans don't know, that we have a trait called G6PD. And I, I encourage everybody that's African-American to go get tested. It's not a disease, it's a trait. It's basically saying that a lot of us who are African-American descent, um, wanna, like we have an X and a Y, you have an X and an X, right? So we in common, what a male and a female have is that X chromosome. but my edge chromosome is there it doesn't activate and there's a lot of african-americans who who um um x chromosome does not activate and if you give them sulfur in medication it will it will cause medical problems and i didn't know and but but the military knew that I had G6PD and they gave me anthrax and it hit my immune system. And when it hit it, it hit it the wrong way. So my body started attacking myself as if I had liver issues and my liver started shutting down. So I was literally overseas. Um, uh, we was in a comeback. So I was literally overseas serving on mission when I went down. Yep. And I was, I, it, it hit, it, it scared me because um, they did it so fast when they put me out. They just told me that I had to get medical back, back to the States. And I'm like, huh? Huh? And everybody's crying. Everybody's scared for my life. And I did not know what was going on until I got to Germany. And they're like, your liver is shutting down and it's at 50%. And I didn't even, I was scared. I was like, 50%? What? What are you talking about? Like, for real. You're like, what is like, freaking out i'm like you just send me back home i'm gonna die like i, I did not know and it, it became more than what they was telling me right so i was really fighting my life like i had to go through surgery to keep my life yeah and they the fact that they just 
they just overrode the system. And they brushed it. They, I, it took me a year to fight it, and I went mad crazy. Uh, my, my, I had PTSD off the roof, and they denied everything. And literally, I had to go through help. And when I finally got the help, they pleaded everything um, on my PTSD. They did not even acknowledge what they did to me. And that moment there, even me going through surgery, I didn't think about myself. I yeah. thought about so many other people. I thought about so many of my friends that I that I helped overseas that I that I um, cherished time with. I would never get a chance to talk to him again. Like um, Wilbin Lou, I, I I spent so many times over here helping him, talking to him. He was a real good friend of mine overseas, and I was thinking about the conversations that I would never have with him, um, such as uh, Rebecca Phelps. I was thinking about times I would never talk to her again. You know what I'm saying? Soldiers and NCOs and the unit that I actually spent time with, my family. I really, at the age of, I was 24, I was told at the age of 24 to tell my family that I was not going to make it. And I never told them that. Like, I didn't have the guts to. I was so scared to tell, to, to look my mom in the family, in my family in the face until I was going to die. I didn't know how, and I never did it. And it, it just scared the mess out of me. And when I went on the operating table, I prayed to God and said, God, send me a sign and let me know that I was meant to continue to inspire people. And I didn't, and I, I swear, I was angry with the military for a long time. I was angry the whole time they was putting me out. A uh, year after I was, I was angry. When I went through that surgery, I laid on the table and I woke up. I did not come out the surgery angry. I felt so peaceful. I felt inspired. And even then I got a call saying my grandmother was passing away. But I just felt like I was on my luck, man. I was down on my luck, man. So I understand when people um say, I don't want to feel like a number. I never want anyone to feel like a number because I, I felt like a number in the military, how they made you feel so special in the uniform that we serve in this country and we fight for people to be free. And I don't even know why I'm over there fighting in the beginning. Damn, they're not. You fighting for everybody. Fine for your country now. Right. I, in my mind, you. in my <laughs> mind, the only you, thing I care, yeah, in my mind, the only thing I care about, I was fighting for everybody. It didn't matter the color. That's that wasn't why I signed that paper. I signed the paper because it didn't matter the color. It didn't. It didn't matter your age or race. I was serving because I wanted everybody to be free. You know what I'm saying? And then I've I've had experiences in uniform where. Um, people would shake my hand and tell me thank you for serving this country thank you for serving this country and then I get out of uniform go get a bite of food get something to eat and that same person would look at me and because of my color like literally I had that experience before me and my brother go get a burger and that dude it was it's a dude full of uh it's doing his family and um I'm not racist I don't I'm, I want everybody to unify. I'm not just for black people. I'm for everyone because it's not about our color. It's about about the people. We all bleed the same. So <clears throat> we sitting there, we go get our food and one of the kids come up, they, their ball dropped and I picked the drop ball up and gave it back to him. And he, he was like, grab the ball from the kid. It was like, I'll get you another one. Huh? Right? And so I, I didn't get mad. I was like, okay, cool. So me, I get the food, got my military discount. We leave. We get our food and we leave. The, the child ran out and there was a couple of, um, of the family outside watching us. Um, the child went out the car, out of the restaurant and says, 
oh dad look the black people get in the black mobile and bro it hurt my heart so bad that I was like did he just say that it was a little kid he was about three to four years old and he said that and it I, I literally sat in the car and cried and my brother was like it's okay I'm like no that's not okay because that's the same person that would shake my hand and literally the next day I had to go in the drill me and my brother goes to Walmart real quick and that same guy didn't even know who I was shook my hand said thank you for serving our country I know it's the same guy because it's that same little boy with him Dang. he did not know who I was and it hit me I'm serving the country for people like you that discriminate me for my color of my skin and I love you just for who you are. You know what I'm saying? So I understand when you say, hey, I, I didn't want to feel like a number. I, I want to I wanna know it's, I'm bigger than a nine to five. I want to do something bigger to impact so many families. I know what you mean. That's like, and the fucked up part about it is just like, they st- you know, they still going to continue to recruit people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're just going to, you know, they, you know, they invest a lot into, you know, the military, just, they, you know, they keep going with that, but it's like, you know, what, one thing I feel like that's just not talked about a lot is like, you know, people that, you know, leave the military, you know, things that they, you know, go, you know, issues that they go through, it's not really, you know, a lot of people don't really talk about it like that, you know? No, they don't, not really, many of us don't talk about it, and I'm not saying that we don't want to talk about it but because of the so so many things that we have experienced and there's so many other soldiers that have experienced way more than me they won't talk about it because it's painful and if i tell you about it you're gonna look at me unrelatable you're not gonna be able to relate to me i'm not i'm not gonna feel like you relate. a lot of us kind of feel like others can't relate if they're not in the military but what i realized they can they may not be able to relate to the war stories or relate to the the comeback that we had to go through, but on a person to person level, they can relate to being to being a person to make you feel better. You know what I'm saying? And they just—it's like they only, you know. I feel like that's just an issue that a lot of people really need to, you know, bring to attention. You know. Cause you talking about there's people that's really out there, you know, serving the country, and they just, you know, they put their all in it, you know, and then you know just to be treated that way once you get off is like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like they just use people, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, like, I heard so many stories. Me, me, and this other guy, like when I was going through the med board, and when I got kicked off the Navy base, it wasn't even my unit that kicked me off the Navy base. It was the Navy commander. And the one thing that stuck with me was me and another guy, and and he was um he was white. He was going through the same thing, but the thing was he had went and ate something at a restaurant, and it hit his liver they couldn't figure out what it was what he ate and i just like i didn't even go anywhere to eat anything i was at a basketball game mm-hmm. and i'm like okay what are y'all it freaked me out i'm like what are y'all doing to us you know what i'm saying what are you what are you doing and i couldn't get the help my dad had to help me um go, get that to go and seek and fight the military the way i should get you know the benefits i should get and it seemed like the more and more I went through that experience, the more and more I found out people just like me was getting kicked out left and right because they was getting hurt badly. 
by the military. It wasn't even that we was fighting. It's just vaccines. It's the it was vaccines. We was we was having allergic reactions to it. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was doing internal damage to us. <laughs> and, and it shocks me to this day how many people will hit me up now and be like, I'm going through the same thing. And I'm like, bro, that's not cool. And it it is not black, it's not white, it's all of us. Like they don't even look at you as a human being no more. They just look at you as a number. Like I'm telling you. They already know that okay, it don't matter what happens to this person, we still gonna have more coming. You know? You wanna know the crazy thing about it? Even through all that, I, I'll still serve this country no differently. I will go back and do the same thing over and learn the same lessons and, and go through the same trials that I did. I wouldn't change it no differently because I I know over here we got it better than a lot of people do. Mm. And if it wasn't for the people that jumped on the on the front line and gave up their families, I had to sacrifice my family for five years. I didn't see my family when I got up and left. I didn't see my daughter. Left my daughter when she was one. Bro, yeah, I'm telling you. I know that was different. Left all my stuff, man. Yeah, vehicles, cars, furniture. They didn't. They told me they was gonna send me back home to get my stuff, bro. I never came home and got none of my stuff. <sighs> They just constantly trying to send you somewhere else, you know. But hey, it, I, I tell you this, it was better than the situation I was in. Mm-hmm. In that moment, it was, it, I couldn't stay. I knew anything was better than staying because I didn't want to be stuck 20 years in the same spot. Okay. That's, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> I understand the venue when you say that, man. I understand what a lot of people say. It hits home for me. Yeah, it's like, because one thing, because, you know, I'm in, in high school. I remember, you know, I'm just looking around because, you know, I wasn't, you know, the type of kid, you know, the type of person that'd be like, you know, that had everything that everybody else had, like, you know, have all the shoes or all the clothes everybody else had. And, you know, I'm still grateful to this day, you know, I didn't even have none of that, you know, it just made me humble, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, it just made me, you know, have like, I'd rather have people be, you know, friends with me just for who I am person, not just because like, you know, what I wear or whatever. Right. One thing I realized, like, you know, it'd be the same, you know, you know, I'm, a, I'm like a sophomore, so I'm saying like, I'm looking at, you know, all the upperclassmen, you know, once they graduate and I, you know, sometimes like go ahead and see like, you know, what's going on with their lives whatever and it's just like okay all of that all they did was just for the moment they they still you know they still in the same basically in the same position but it's like now they all they're doing is just work you know they probably end up even have you know having kids as soon as possible it's just like life just starts becoming more miserable for them i'm just like what in the world i'm like right. i'm just looking at it, i'm like nah that's when i'm like I can't, nah, that can't be me at all. I'm like, that's when I realized, like, everything that was going on during that time, like, you know, my time, I was like, that time's gonna go by fast, and it's like, it's really, it's not even gonna be about who I was in high school, like, who I, I will be in the future, you know? Mmm, yeah, and I like that you said that, but who were you, not about who you were in your high school, nobody really care. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> you, you could be the man. Like I've seen, like I've seen. I'm like you could. You was the man back then, but what are you right now? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, not down on no, not down on nobody. But it's like 
the way you was like, you know, how you brought yourself back then, like, you know, you the way you probably looked down upon me, you know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't really, you, you didn't really, you know, <laughs> care about me and things like that or not. You know, we're not cool like that or whatever. Right. It's just now, it's just like, dang, okay, now I'm in a position where all you do is work. You know, now I see you on IG just complaining about life right now, and I'm just like, what the hell? I'm just like, nah, that can't be my future at all. Right. And, right. They're trying to find that stability, right? Trying to find yeah. this balance, and I'm like you. So when you when you were looking at your friends, you you're going back in the past, and you knew you can stay there. What, like, really? What is three things needed in your journey now when you started to go into entrepreneurship to become financially stable, free? It's like I just want freedom. You know what I'm saying? One thing is like I understand like. Having money is not, you know, it's not always accessible. You know, everybody has their own personal issues that they go through or, you know, situations that they cannot control. But mm-hmm. just being able, you know, it's really about freedom, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that just, you know, pushed me, you know, further right now is just probably having more money right now. But I do have, there is a skill set. You know, you know, we're both working on right now. Mm-hmm. Gotta provide that anyway, and so, you know, at this point, you know, even that skill set, it just taught me a lot of life lessons too. And it was just like, you know, you you seen it all, you seen it all too, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you done seen it all too, like you was probably looking at me like, damn, this dude tripping, like, oh. like everything that you know went on, you know, from you know just blowing the council, whatever, you know. I would, I would like now that I look back at it. I would, I always think about like, what if I, you know, had it right now? I wouldn't, I wouldn't change nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it taught me a lot. You know, because I, right. I always used to say I wasn't a greedy person, but once I like end up touching money that I never really, in a in a way that I never thought I would, that's when I be, you know, that's when I became a greedy person. Mm, that's that's. That's a key point that you said there, because in entrepreneurship, a lot of us are are able to touch money that some of us ain't never had before. And now it's not just with four eggs, but you have a lot of credit repairs, you have a lot of travel agencies, you have a lot of insurance agencies that people are very successful in the business um, that they're, they're, they're creating. And a lot of them have hit rates and positions that, um, that, people came in and showed them the blueprint on and they just follow it became coachable and now are touching money that have never in their life touched before and the key thing that you said greed it would eat you up it's, it's like, we could we could easily say we're not greedy. like yeah we don't have nothing we're not greedy about it but it's like once you once you get something that you never even experienced before or you know touching money that you never touched before that's when it's like that's a you know actually experiencing it like or trying to figure out what you're gonna do with it like am i gonna actually go ahead and just take it and actually save it or am i just gonna try to you know keep going like keep trying to flip it you know what i'm saying like when i already made more than enough of what i did you know what i'm saying so it's just like like that taught me i was like whoa 
I was still reading from that point. Like, okay, that just took out the greed of that, you know, that at that point I was like, okay, now I could truly say I'm not greedy. Right. Right. Now, and, right. Mm-hmm. Cause now it's like now if I go ahead and know make that again, I I know that I was like, okay, I've lost this before, I'm not gonna do that again. And I know what happened earlier. I have to be more, you know, I have to be disciplined this time rather than just, okay, let me see if I can just keep going, keep going. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen like that. You know right. So, you know, I wouldn't even change nothing because, you know, everything that, you know, that goes on in everyone's lives is just like, you know, it's supposed to always, it's just always a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, build your character and just move forward, you know? Right. So, basically, you stand humble, you you you're you're remaining you're remaining humble so you stay humble you remain humble it's the same but there's two concepts when you're when you're staying humble you have to constantly put into that work to be humble when you remain humble you you don't even have to work that hard because it's already in you 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 sat there and you discipline yourself to be humble so when you remain humble you'll start real start realizing that your financial stability is exactly what it is it's stable and you don't have to chase it. You don't have to chase it, you, especially when you got the knowledge. Just like you said, you you know that you you went in. You said, "I want more. I want more. I want more," and you lost it. Yeah, you lost the physical, the physical asset, the physical capital. But did you lose the knowledge that it took for you to get that? No, you only gained it. So now you get that back two times fold. That is true. Mm-hmm. You know. A lot of things that you know, a lot people go through certain situations, but they don't. You know, they tend to not like get something out of it. You know, sometimes people <laughs> be like, and being you know, just an ongoing cycle. Like, have you seen like a or a hamster or a rat? Probably like you have it. You know, they have a little tank or whatever, and they just going, they running on that wheel. A lot, of, yeah. A lot of people be on that. You know, they just they don't really get out of that same cycle that they're in. And, you know, a lot of people just, you know, need to open their eyes even more and just, okay, I put myself in this situation. I need to get out of it, you know. I can't stay right. too long because it's not going to benefit my future because in, in reality, we all, we all going to die. So, mm-hmm. always, you got to do something now. Just that will benefit you in the future or your generations that's that's coming you know so I'm, mm, yes i'm glad you said that generations that's coming so what is general wealth to you so for generational wealth i used to i'm not even gonna lie i used to think that you know just generational wealth is like okay you have something set for your kids you die you give it to them that's what i used to think all the time until like recently i learned like it's not even just that, you know. It's not even just that. It's like that in that type of aspect. When I say one example, you know, one type, one example is like when you die. Is where you kids be able to just have something that they could pass on, you know. Mm. It's not just them having money after you die. It's just like, are they gonna have something that? that'll put them in a great spot, you know? Or 
it'll already it'll put them ahead of everybody else and then they'll just continue to keep pushing forward and add their own stick whatever you already have and they could just keep passing it forward right it's like a you know it's really a forever thing you know it's not really just money you know really could be just a skill set that you you, you passed on and you know, generation that have that they're like okay I'm able to just do this and that just because of Char, you know? Yeah. You know, that legacy. That leg, you know, it's just that legacy right there. You know, that's what, you know, that's what that truly means, you know? And it's just, right. And, right. When you, when you, when you started your journey for um, entrepreneurship, right? Did you ever think that entrepreneurship was a ripoff at any time before you started, after you started, did you think it was a ripoff? No, I never thought I never thought it was a ripoff at all. You just have for you just have to be built for it. <laughs> you really yeah. gotta be built for it, you know? Like yeah. you gotta be one of those people like if I I want something, I'm gonna go get it no matter what I gotta go through to go get it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm successful guys out here it's just like they went through so much you know put in so much hours to just put it to get to where they need to be at they've been so many situations that you can't even imagine like i know you understand a lot of situations but it's like he aren't like a normal person like if they had to go through that they probably wouldn't even make it through you know so there's a lot of barriers that you just gotta go through you know a lot of brick walls that you just gotta just go through in order to just, you know, reach for that goal, you know, and that's true. You really gotta be, you know, for, you really just have to be built for it. Because sometimes you be like, damn. I mean, you just some like there's just one time I'm like, well, damn, a nine to five not really all that bad after. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, you know, sometimes you, you know, sometimes it make you have thoughts like that. But it's just like, nah, I'm here for a purpose. You know, you just, it's not a rip off at all. Like you, right. you have something that, you, if you have something that will impact somebody else's life, and if you have the work ethic to just keep going with it, you know, you you, you should be where you should be at when it comes to that. You know. Right. I heard, I heard uh, Lisa Nichols say she was. She said that it's not about, it's not a, it's not about the problem itself because we all have issues. But what it's about is not accepting no for answer. So if you want to do something like start a business, you want to start a business and you ask someone far as, hey, can you support my business? Or hey, can you can you share my business? They say no. It's, it's, it, that's not where you stop. That's not where you close the door at. It's okay. How what, what is another way I can get you to look at my business? What is another way I can get you to be interested to see what I'm trying to show you? Big you know what I'm saying? So you you take an approach, and when you start looking at things differently, that okay, every time there are no come up, okay, I'm gonna do this differently and see if I can get a yes. Because if you do it the same way, you are gonna get the same no. Yeah, for exactly. So it, you just you really have to be creative too. Like if you don't, if you're not creative, you know you only can make it so far. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, technology is is. You know the innovation yeah it's always going it's always going this is like a lot you know for example i know you remember like blockbuster yeah 
Yeah. They, you know what I'm saying? Like, where they at right now? Everybody tuning into Netflix now, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of things coming up. You know, you just got to be able to adapt. That's one big thing you got to do. So That's true. If, you have to be able to adjust. If you can't adapt at all, you know, just be creative and find new ways to just make something better for yourself or your business or just, you know, finding a new way to just impact other people. You're going to be behind right. the eight bar every time. Right. You're going to be right. dust, straight up. Right. And see, you said something uh, that hit me. You said that um, you, you, didn't, you, you thought about, you know, giving up eight. You thought about, hey, nine to five sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> it makes you have moment? thoughts like that. You be like, damn. Right. Well, what moment uh, in your in your journey had you thinking that? Like, what happened that made you think, hey, nine to five is not that bad? Um. So, I don't think I've told. I don't, so I was also in the insurance industry. Okay. So that was like last year. So that's probably like. So I was already, you know, introduced with Forge, but it was like, I was, it was basically, at, it was introduced by the, you know, in the insurance industry, like when I was like 17, but I wasn't old enough to really get into it yet. And so by the time I was like, you know, when I was old enough, when I turned 18, that's when it was like, you know, one of my friends was like, oh, all right, come into this, you know, whatever. And it was just like, the work that you gotta, you know, really put into that type of industry is just like, bruh what in the world you know what i'm saying i'm just like <laughs> and at the same time just like you know what? and i was working i'm just like you know let me just go ahead and get my degree and you know you probably get a nice paying job because i'm like well you know in that type of industry i had no no passion for it you know and it was just right and then the type of work you had to do it was just like i didn't really see myself doing it. i'm just like well I'm just like, I'm just like, uh. and they even just to, you know, with the opportunity with, you know, the academy too. I'm just like, you know, all them knows that you get. I'm just like, well, here comes those thoughts that come again. I'm just like, you know, I'm not saying job would be nice right now, you know. That security would be nice right now. And I'm just like, bro, you bullshit. You stop thinking that. Keep going, rest of the <laughs> for real, right. like you know, you got you going. and then I'm thinking, I'm like, bro, most of these jobs gonna be. It's not like a lot of people not gonna have the jobs in the future, so it's just like, don't even. Mm-hmm. I'm not downing that, but it's just, it's true though. The way it is true. the way the world is just going, you know, all these new innovations, you know, they have the robots now. Yeah, we are all gonna be sitting at home. So it ain't gonna be bad to pick up a skill so you can continue rolling the paycheck. For real, it's like, listen, that's, it's important for you to just have a, another skill set where you can just make it from home. I don't care what it is, you know? As right. long as it's gonna you know, bring you income at home, you'll be straight. Cause like, okay, you might love your job right now. You know, just in case, you know, it, you know that's taken away from you, you still have something going on, you know? bring you income for yourself like I remember what was it was I think okay it was literally last week so then you know I'm working 
And this late, you know, there's this one lady. She came in with a nice shirt. It was, you know, it was a flat lives matter. And I think it had some glitter or whatever. It was, it was dope. And I'm just like, damn, okay. And so then that's when, you know, she was at customer service or whatever. And then that's when I ended up having to help out that lady. You know, she was returning something. And that's when we just had a conversation. And so she was talking about how, you know, her and her husband, you know, they both had jobs. And, you know, ever since the whole homeless situation started with the whole point and everything, they lost their jobs. Mm. And so she said, I'm not, we were not going to sit down and complain about shit. That's how she told me. And then she said, she already was, our, she said, the one thing she loved doing was making shirts anyway. And then the shirt she was wearing, she actually made it. And I'm like, hey. You know, this shirt was so far, like, it was, it was hard. Like, she did a great job on it. And so she said, she went straight to just busting ass, doing her own, just making shirts for, you know, for whoever, you know, catered to anybody's needs, you know. If a company needs some shirts, whatever, the way they want to make, she's going to make it that way. So right. she was just making income off of that. And then she said her husband knows how to, like, cook for real. Like, he knows how to cook. Because it was a grill that they were returning. And he wanted, like, a better one. And so, what he was planning on doing was going ahead and, you know, make food and sell some plates. I'm just like, right. wow. If a lot of people had that type of mindset, you know, they're both at home working, you know, just to make, you know, just have, just have something going for themselves, you know. Right. Hey. Hey, it's even powerful. It's powerful you're doing it by yourself, but it's even powerful you got somebody right there pushing you. Yeah, pushing you, you, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, whoa. And she's, you know, she's talking about how her you know, husband just pushed her every day, like, keep going, you know? You're doing a great job. And that's good. And then that's so, even during that time period, I'm like, let me get some cars. Like, I'm going to definitely get, you know, get at you, you know, for some shirts. And then there's a couple, mm-hmm. some of my coworkers, they looked at us and were like, where you got that from? He said, "Oh, I made it." It's like, nah, I need, I need some. Yeah, that's how that. I was like, whoa, just witnessing. I'm like, wow, that's powerful, right? When you believe in your dream, if you believe in yourself and your dream more than anybody else, that's that's how you make them feel it. Because can't nobody believe in your dream more than you believe in your dream. You can't. So, yeah. So her why was look, we ain't got no money. We ain't about to sit here and complain. My husband can cook. I can make shirts. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because we can't sit here and complain and stay in one spot. So she saw opportunity to do something she loved to do. Yeah, and then she also said, I'm not going to wait for the government to give me no check at all. I got to I gotta <laughs> do what I got to do. And I'm just like, hey, man. I was like, hey, man. Hey. I'm like, hey, man, keep going. Just keep going. Oh, yeah. So that her husband was her wife. What, what is your why? Like, why are you on the journey in Forex? What, what, why are you want to reach your goals? What's your why? My why? Um, it was so basically just, you know, my parents is a major why. It's just my mom, you know, although we, you know, we bump heads a lot about, you know, you know, some of the decisions I make and everything just so, you know, better myself. But it's just like, you know, watching her every day just, you know, going to work, you know, 
you know, and she is CNA, so it's just she deal with a lot, you know. Yeah, no, I work with a few four and CNA. I was never CNA. I was a medical assistant, and then I also uh, I've done um, healthcare administrator. So I've, I'm also a certified healthcare administrator. Mm-hmm. I I've worked with a lot of CNAs. I give them hands down and salute because there are some jobs that I. <laughs> I refuse to do. Yeah, and seeing they taking like a temp, and I'm like, no. <laughs> like just the you know things she tell her that she got to do, and then some it'll be 16 hour shifts that she be doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I think I remember my first like first day working, I I couldn't barely last that shit, and it was only like an eight hour shift. I'm like, man, how the hell you do a 16 hour shift? That's the shift, man. See, I was young. I was, like, you know, when I was younger, I'm like, okay, she about to come back way later. But I didn't know, like, bruh, how the hell you knocked that out? Like, what the? F- I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm hours are tough, man. And I'm like, I used to work twelve hour shifts. I'm like, man, I don't know how. I was like, nah, you know, and I'm just like, man, I gotta retire. I gotta retire my mom. By the time I'm 21, that's just my goal. You know, I don't want I don't want to see her working no more. You know what I'm saying? That's just like, and then also my dad too. So he was all you know he was also a CNA too. But for him, you know, you know recently you know his health got bad too, and so, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is where I get get my mindset from. Like for him, he don't really he don't really like reports no boss or anything like that. <laughs> Like for him, yeah. so like you know, he he like working for himself. You know, he he was tired just to work for himself. Like I rather just make my money, just keep it pushing. You know, mm-hmm. so you know he was CNA, but he just said, "Nah, I do not want to do that." So he he wasn't. So he he was a taxi driver, but it was um, it was it was bad before like Uber came. So like, you know, my dad he had stats. Like that's you know that's where like you know taxi drivers it was high. It was high demand for that. Mm-hmm. High demand for that. So I'm just like, dang, this dude balling. I'm like, okay. Hey, out there. Yeah, he was t- he just like, that's just him. That's how he loved doing it. He just make his money just on his own time and just do what he gotta do. And I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, do what you gotta do. And then Uber, you know, Uber came. And then that's when shit just went south, you feel me? And it's just like Right. And then you know, shit just went south. So he's not really working much right now. You know, even though he still you know does tax a little bit, it's just like you know he's not really getting much right now too. And I'm and then he tell like he told me all the dreams that you know he has and everything like that, things that he want to accomplish too. And I'm just like, I want to be the person to you know help him out and do everything that he want to do. And so right. like. You know, whenever they, you know, if they need something, I'll be like, you know, I got it. You know, you don't got to worry about nothing because you guys already did so much for me. You know, now, you know, now I have the maturity just to know what you got, like what you guys went through just to, you know, feed everybody. It's just like, damn, you know, and right. even my dad's health got bad to the point where it's like, you know, he couldn't, you know, couldn't really work like that. So it was really my mom making most of the income. So it's just like, damn. You know, it was you know it hurt why you know watching that you know, it's like that's, yeah I know and that shit. I'm like that shit got to change you know, and so every day I be waking up I'm like bro, 
I know I gotta go to work camp, but like I got, you know, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta really get everything else going on just to have that income where I could just help my parents, you know. Just right. Just really help them with so, everything that they have going on. Just, you know, also I have my siblings too. You know, I have you know three brothers and a sister. Oh. So I just want to just be that example. Just like you know, just go out and go get it. You know, you don't, you don't really have to wait for anybody just to, you know, help you out. Just go out and do what you have to do. So any any opportunity that you see. Just take it by full force, you know. No matter how many times you get discouraged, like, just keep going. Like, even though I've been discouraged a lot, you know, even recently. But I know I still got, you know, I still have goals. I still have, you know, I still want to be, you know, by a certain age, I, I want to be in a certain place, you know. Right. I'm glad you said that you have um, you have goals. And you got, you got discouraged, so... But you getting discouraged. What is the hardest thing about trading the forest to change the foreign exchange market? The psychology. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, psychology. Hey, let them know. This is the psychological. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> man, if you <laughs> bruh. That psychology, oh my goodness, that thing mess oh, yeah. you up big time i'm telling you like you could be you could get confident and jump in the trade and but if you if your mind is not strong you, you don't care you confident on that call if your mind is not strong you're gonna sit there and you have a roller coaster ride with the trade oh my yeah. goodness like bro <laughs> sometimes you like there was one day i got in you know it was for me, it was one point in time where I was holding, you know, holding. My my issue was, you know, holding bad trades, but you know, cutting up, you know, cutting down winning trades. Right. I didn't realize that until like after I, I took a step back from trading a little bit, and I had just I had to just like take a break. I'm like, bruh, and I realized, you know, I did that, and then one issue I still have is just you know my entries, you know. I always right now I always want to focus on having like sniper entry. That's where it's like, you know, that's crucial right there. That's a big thing. But before when I was going through that roller coaster ride, I was holding like losing trades. I'd be down like damn near two hundred dollars on the trade. And I'd be having so much hope. I'd be like, man, you know it's down here, it's gonna go back up. You know what I'm saying? That you know, that's how I was thinking. I'm like, bruh. And then there'd be times where I'm like I'll lose a trade. It'll be like a lot of trades I, you know, I lost on. And then there was a time I just looked out the window. I'm like, God, is trading really for me? I was looking outside, bro. And then I think I sat down. At the, at the table, at the dinner table, I didn't even have my phone with me. My siblings, they know I always have my. Usually, you have my phone. Them like, bro, what's up with you? I'm like, bro, I don't even want to talk about it, bro. Like, I'm because during that time period, I'm like, bro, I just want to go on a spiritual walk and just clear my mind. I'm over. <laughs> it was like, man, like, because it was like a lot of like. There'd be, you know, 
derby position that you have, like you going for a sum, like damn, what if I went for a buy? I would been in, I'd be geeked up right now, you know. What I'm <laughs> I, or if you know, if I was in the bottom, like damn, if I went to sell, oh, chilling, you know what I'm saying? I'd been balling. I'm just like, bro. Well, that's funny, bro. I'm like, uh, hey, in your midst of finding God out the window for the trade, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Hey, you was trying to find God out the window, man. Hey, just call on him. Be there. I was like, God, this is... I'm like, <laughs> send me a sign. Let me know if trades for me or not. Oh. Like, man. I was just like, bro, I didn't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> bro, you see, you seen it too. Like, there be, it was just. Yo, hey, that's that, that's that traders induction into the market. I swear. If you were a trader, I don't care what market you're in the stock market, foreign exchange, if you ain't never had that moment, <laughs> bruh, like, but you just like, you just sat there like, bruh, <laughs> for real. I can't believe Cause, like, this just happened. Because, <laughs> hey. like, I've been in this since, like, last year, right? But then I didn't really take, bruh. I didn't really take it seriously up until, like, the beginning of this year. So that's when I started yeah. really seeing results and everything when I was really, like, plugged in. And then that's when, I went. I finally went through that roller coaster. And I'm just like, bro. Then there was like one point in time period. This was like recent too, where I'm just like, man, I don't even want to fund my account. Because <laughs> at this point, it was like I was a donation button to the market. I'm like, here's oh, free money. <laughs> oh, you a six point six trillion dollar market right now? Let me make it seven trillion. Oh. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> I'm in that. I'm like, bro. I'm just like yeah, they're funding the market. Yeah, I'm just funding the market. Like here you go, you know, you need some, you need some money. All right, here you. It was basically like that. <laughs> so it was just like this. There's this other funny thing. So it was I. I'm not even gonna say who. It was just like one of my mentors. We was like we was looking at. Oh, it's a funny story. I be talking about all the time. Like I be, you know about this too. So. You probably know. Yeah. So we was looking at. So we was looking yeah. at oil, right? <laughs> yeah. So then that's when it was at the lowest of the low, and then that's when we geeked up. I'm like, bro, this shit about to shoot up. <laughs> so then we we geeked up. We like, dang, this thing going to heaven. This thing going to heaven. I'm like, man, I'm hyped. I didn't put no stop loss. I had two positions on there. I said, bro, I'm about to be a millionaire tomorrow. I'm be chilling. I'm a bro. I already planned out my life on that one. I said, I'm gonna quit my <laughs> I'm gonna quit my job. I'm be good. And I'm like, bro, I'm gonna just let this thing ride out. I go to sleep. I was sleeping like a baby. I was like, yo, I need that good sleep. I was gone. I woke up. <laughs> And that's when I see my account say 95 cent. I kid you. I was over here like, oh my gosh. Ugly hurt, bro. I'm just like, wow. But it was the it was the one trade that me you looked at that saved me just a little bit. It was the Euro GBP. Yeah. yeah, it put me back because so I was at I was still in that one for the night too. So it put me around like three, three, four dollars. So I, I went from like hundred dollars down to that, and I'm like, damn, I can't believe oil went lower than where it's supposed to be. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, I, I actually remember that 
that because I didn't I didn't take that I didn't take oil, um, and I think that it had plummet hard. It plummeted so hard. It plummeted hard. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was supposed to it was supposed to buy. I'm not gonna lie, I saw it myself, but I was like, mm mm, because oh, gold did me wrong one time. And when I found that the gold and oil goes hand in hand, I was like, uh-uh. You did not take so, that. <laughs> yeah, so, so then I know everybody was eating. And I'm like, okay, the fam, eat. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm eat over here. I'm eating my little trays. I was good. You know what I'm saying? And, and I had got I got into some oil on um, TD Ameritrade. So I had bought some stocks with some yeah. oil. So I was like, I'm good. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool. I just hold it out. Bruh. I got up and then my brother told me that oil had plummeted and I was like, well, I had bought it at the it's low end. It don't so, matter. Yeah, it don't matter to me. I was like, it only go one way on for stock, so it don't matter to me. But then I gave it to the tax and it, you know, and one of my homies like, hey, tell me, hey, bro. I'm like, I think I looked at the news. It said they were just talking about oil. It they just said plummeted. I was over here like, bro. I don't even want to look at my. I didn't want. To, I didn't want to look at my MT4 at this point. I, I'm like hell no. I'm like, bro, you talking about you waking up to notify? I'm like nah. And I look at that. I'm like, oh, you got nah, it. bro. My brother even said that. He even told me like, I think the night before he like, he told me Bitcoin had spiked and I had eight, eight I had eight hard off Bitcoins, but then he was like. I think oil is gonna plummet. And I'm like, where you getting this information from? So he's telling me, don't, don't, don't. If you're gonna buy oil, do it in stocks. So I was like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't. I I looked on the chart and I'm like, ah, oh, nah, he tripping. This going bye bye. Like, you know? Real. I'm looking at that. He tripping. This going bye. It's, 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 it's bro. A baby <laughs> could look at that chart like, man, that thing going up. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get it though. And then, hey, I heard that same story from the person you was in there with, and I was like, oh, oh, you got in there, day. I was like, oh, <laughs> nah. So then, hey, yeah. I'm just walking around, I'm like, bruh. Yeah, but the good thing about that, though, he was able to turn, he was able to still get in on a different train to try to make it back. He made it back. Yeah, you... Yeah, you. I know he's gonna make that back. Me, I was. My head was messed up at that point. I was just like, <laughs> like, he's like, no, nah, I'm good, like, bro. During that time, when I it was messed up, some point we're like, man, I couldn't even. I look at the chart. It's like I don't even know what's going on. I'm just like, bro. I'm like, come on now. You, I know where it's going. I'm like, I, I, you looking at that? You looking at it like, man? I don't even bro. know no more. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm like, bro, this thing going for itself. But I don't know. It might just shoot up. I don't know. <laughs> Anything could happen at this point, man. Forget it. Man. Yeah, that is funny, bro. For real. So, like, with like with that experience, bro, and you going through it because everybody going through. It. Somebody in in the trading world, stock market world, tell you they ain't never take L. They're lying to you. You can't be a hundred percent right nah, you all the can't time. Be like- Everybody has that ones. market with flip on you. Yeah, everybody has the ones. Everybody has their losses. Just like you know, with trade, you just gotta really minimize the losses. You know, because mm-hmm. like, you gotta minimize the losses. Yeah, you you can you can secure the bag. That's where you become humble. At. You can secure the bag and won't lose the trade because you secure the bag. It's all about it's all about your discipline. But hey, sometimes the market acting funny, you'll catch it. Like for me, my my issue is just. 
I made the money. I just never secured. You know, you feel me? I never secured. Yeah, secured. That greed mm-hmm. came hey. in. It, yeah. It messed me. That it taught me a lot right too. there. I, I didn't secure it. And it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. That hurt Yeah, I, like, I tell people all the time, I made this. It's just like, bro, one thing I had to learn is just like, you got to really secure the bag for real. Like, don't even be try to, don't be on no greedy junk. Don't even try to do nothing that secure. Because I made more than what I expected. Like, that was just like, way, way more than I expected. And then that's when, you know, just going through that, I'm just like, nah, let me go ahead and kick this up to us. Hey, that's funny. I ain't even secure that, man. I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. So next time, secure <laughs> hey, the profits, you know. Secure the bag, bro. I, I'm telling y'all, y'all, I hear trying to stunt. You better secure the bag. You have I'm to secure that. I've had, I had, uh, I've had experience where I had a, a new CEO jump on the team, showing them how to do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. You oh, yeah, know I know, yeah. Is, Hey, everybody, everybody tell him, hey, take it out. Secure the bag. My boy, my boy hit up the 10,000. Everybody say, take the bag. Take the bag. He's like, no, I'm going in. And everybody he like, said, no. no. Hey, people, hey, everybody never go to team. Take it out, bro. Take it out. Yo, hey, jumped in in the DCs and it went back. <laughs> oh, snap. That's that greed. That's that greed. I'm talking about. I didn't even look at the trade. Just jumped in and like, I'm gonna get back. He, no. He was, oh yeah, yo, what bro. Are you doing? Anybody that's looking right yo. now, don't ever revenge trade. Don't ever do that, bro. <laughs> don't ever do that. Mm-mm. Hey, no, you for real because it's bad when you you know you up and you get back in on some revenge type shit. You like. Oh no, you ain't gonna do me bruh. like that. And you see that torch, you looking crazy, you got that monster in your eye. You like, ain't gonna get no sleep for the rest of the night. <laughs> hey, that next morning you're gonna be more sad than you sat down again. You going outside on that one because you talk about, yeah. bruh. You already had the bag, right? Then you fumbled the bag. Yeah. You fumbled the whole bag, bro. I'm telling you, I hit my first big win, bruh. I was like a whole dummy. I secured a bag, secured a bag. And the first thing I thought about was, hey, I can't be a millionaire in debt. And I threw it all in debt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm going to secure the bag. Everybody's like, bro, you should have stacked that. I do not care <laughs> what you talking about. this time, like. I'm going to secure the bag, bro. What? Right now, like back, like the difference between now and back then, like sometimes I'll be, you know, in a couple trades or whatever. You know, you meet a you know meet a goal, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know, I'll be good. You know, but then, but you know, before it's just like, like you make, like I make a certain amount, and everybody's like, oh, I'm eating on this right now. Then I try to jump in that same trick, try to eat off. Of yeah. Nah. Yo, yeah, you can't do that. You gotta stay with you. I, I learned that you gotta, you gotta stay in your lane. <laughs> Whatever you made, just be be grateful that you made, cause profit is profit. I don't care how much it is. Profit is profit. That's that's serious. Hey, that's some serious knowledge you just dropped right there. I'm like message, message. He put a whole message right there. Profit is profit, man. Don't be greedy. Set your goal and hit them goals. I'm telling you, you start dipping over somebody else's bag. The market. Don't even try to. 
you know, a lot, a lot of things too is like I know for a fact, like a lot of traders, they'll be trying to look over like I, I wouldn't say pocket watching, but they like okay, if he doing, you know, if he dealing with this type of money, I could do that too, this and that. Nah, Mark, you try Man, to do that, the boss is gonna punish you for doing that. Don't ever, yeah. Do that. You all, me personally, I tell everybody that wants to learn for us that you know everybody's like, oh, can I make the money? Can I make? Yeah, obviously, that's the key thing. Yes, you can make the money, but when I I spread, I spread the knowledge. If you don't come in the game thinking I'm gonna gain as much knowledge as possible, you already lost. Yeah, you already lost. Don't even throw it in the market. Don't do it. For real, like. <laughs> and one thing I realized, I wish I, I for me, I wish I took. You know, even though time already passed, you know, but one thing I regret not doing is, um, you know, not taking it seriously from the beginning. Like, really, like, you know, doing my due diligence, just going through them, you know, going through everything, just really stay plugged in. You know, now, you know, right. a lot of things would be different, but, you know, now I'm grateful I was able to just realize that this. Now I'm just, like, really just, you know, focus on, every, like, basically, going down to the T, like, learn everything down to the T, like, to the nakedness of of trading, just making sure, like, right now I'm just in that process, just like, okay, I gotta really know A, B, C, or D, whatever. Then go go to the next thing. Go to the next thing. You know, catch little small details, or if I gotta rewatch something, I'm rewatch it again. You know, before I'm thinking, like, okay, if I already know something, why would I rewatch it? It's important for you to just, you know, yeah, it's important just to rewatch a couple of things, you know. Yeah, mom used to tell me, I used to get mad when people repeat the stuff, same thing to me. Like, I used to get upset when my teachers would repeat the same thing to me, like I didn't hear them the first yeah. time. And my mom, she would always say, "Just listen anyway. You might miss, you might catch something you yeah, missed the first time." That is true. It's always something. It's always something new that you're gonna learn. You know, once you hear, you know, each of those times too, they know it comes like that with reading, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of things mm-hmm. that you're doing too. Like if you learn about something, just you watch something, you're like, oh, I didn't even catch this little small detail. That's, and that small detail right. is real important, you know? So. Right. So what's the actual gift to you in the opportunity of trading? What do you think from Emmanuel's point of view, what's the actual gift in trading? The gift of trading? It's like the skill set is forever. It's a forever thing. Like once you learn it, isn't it's like it's not like you could unlearn it. You know what I'm saying? But once you know how to make right. money with it, it's not like oh, you're not just gonna sit there and not make money doing it. Like if you want to go ahead and get a quick bag, once you really learn how to do everything, you are gonna get it, and it's gonna just be easy. It's like. You really just need your computer and your phone, and you just got to do it, you know? Just got to do it. That's really what it is, but a lot of people come in and just think, okay, they're going to make they're gonna make money real quick. They're going to make it fast or whatever. It's not a, you know, get-rich-quick scheme at all. You really got to just take the time to learn. I don't care if it takes you, like, mm-hmm. even though most, you know, the best trader that they, it's like five, plus years of work, you know, that they put in for that. Mm-hmm. They There's other people they like, you know, you and your hand, it's, you know, just took a matter of months because you just, you know, you was plugged in every single day. 
you know, be able to, you know, that's, yeah. you know, for you, it was just different. You just, all them nice, you just, what, closed doors, you make sure you had every detail down to it. Just don't. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, I know I, I blew up my upline, like, I know he was getting out, getting tired of me, because if I, if I would be on a call, and, and educators, um, like, I, I used to be heavy on Dr. Khaki before I started watching Steven Lindor, and Dr. Khaki, Tyrone Foster, those the those the top two I was on, and and those the first mm-hmm. ones that I watched. And I'm telling y'all, get on. If I if they said something I didn't understand, I'm like, okay, hey, what is this? And I know it'd be two o'clock in the morning, like, bro, I'm just sorry, bro. What is it? What like, yeah. Mean? What is it? I'm right the fact that you're going out to get that type of knowledge is like that's major. Because then now, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and yeah. talk about the. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the the bags you made. The bags that you. Oh, the, the, bags. Major, the major bags that you made just from just staying plugged in, like then the, big, the biggest bag I made for just staying plugged in with the educators, with the team, staying loyal to the team, is a is 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 really for my daughter. Like I literally secured the bag for my daughter's future. It was hundred and six k. I can't touch it. Can nobody touch it? I did that on purpose. I didn't even I didn't even stunt that. I could have I could have. Um, definitely sent it out and everybody's you know cheered I, I didn't even do that because I felt that moment was was especially for my daughter now I feel personally <clears throat> when I hit that again for myself I was sharing with everybody <laughs> and their mama you know said hey look at this look at this that's cool I did that personally for my daughter and when the team heard about it it was it was definitely something that everybody was proud of but it was all because I saw the vision when I have nothing, I saw the vision. And when I was losing just pennies, you know, put fifty dollars starting off with a fifty dollar account, and I was losing, I I didn't quit. And I had moments where I was like, man, yeah, this is stupid. I had a lot of those moments. I had moments like, man, this is the dumbest thing ever. I had a lot of those moments for real, like, great. But I went to Dallas during the convention. I met so many great people. I met Alex Moore personally, um, Bryce Thompson personally. I had a personal meeting with the team Bam and Bass, Bass Grant, and with um, Davey Nomitier Jr. And to be around so many millionaires and billionaires and just out there shaking their hands, I met Steven Lindor. I actually met Tyrone Foster. <clears throat> he knew who I was. And it was like, okay. Yeah, because I, I, be, I was plugged in with his session. Tyrone Foster, I was plugged in with his session. And I didn't think he actually would remember me. And the way we ran into each other, we was trying to go <laughs> out the door. And I was like, oh, you Tyrone Foster, man. He's like, yeah, we got to talk. And he's like, what is your name? I told him. He's like, you're on my session all the time. Be, they be, they pay attention. Hey, I am. They bro. pay attention. You know That's one thing for sure. Yes, bro. So, yo, bro. So when I I got plugged in, it was the only thing that that threw me off about him. It was the it was it was just his his move. Is one of the this is a vector key. But it was one of them, the moves that he had, he would teach. It wasn't clicking. So I was like, man, my boy, um, Aaron, you know, Eric Ricker, he would, he would hit up me and say, hey, get on Steven Lindor. Get on Steven Lindor. I'm like, that was the one dude I wouldn't, I would not get on because I was like, nah, man, he's a cornball. <laughs> like, I, I saw it. When I saw his picture, I was like, man, his picture goofy, bro. But I swear to God, he taught me because most. Because you, you talk about him on a day and you be like, Steven Lindo, every day. You be I like, do. that's my favorite. That's my educator right there. I'm like, oh. Bro, 
I tell everybody, Stephen Lindor is the way to go. Stephen Lindor is the way to go. Like, hey, if you really want to know simple things and simple ways of how to spot the market, Stephen Lindor, like, I literally put people that came on to, to, the, to the team onto Stephen Lindor and, like, my girl now, bro, like, she gets on and she sees Stephen Lindor. I'm talking, I can spot a flag, bro, can spot this like that. Like, my mom, bro, can spot a flag, bro, and she just got on now. She's watching Stephen Lindor. She understands the high highs, low lows, and I'm like, hey, this man is the yeah, ghost. Just like, He's a demon, I remember learning, feel me? It was like, it was literally like the night before, so it was like one day, like, the literally, so matter of fact, the night before, I learned about, I think, it was the engulfing candles, right? So I, mm-hmm. I legit just learned that, you know, the night before. And then I was like, I was on gold, right? And I noticed it. I was like, right. this is the most, this is the most, like, this is the biggest life size I've ever had on gold. It was, I dropped a point fifteen. No, it was a point ten and a point zero five. So, you know, in total, it was like a point fifteen on gold. But my account size right. wasn't, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it didn't match that, you know? But I was so confident with it. I'm like, bruh, I know this thing going to hit for real. So I just dropped right. it in there. I made a cool 150 off of the house. Like, mm. I was over there. Right. Just be, just learning that one thing. I was like, dang, I, I see why you love him. <laughs> I was like, man, yeah. I see why. Like, I just did that literally the day after. And I'm just like, bruh. Mm-hmm. He's... He's definitely the GOAT, man. And, like, when I, the first time I got out of session, <laughs> like, I learned how to mark my charts off of, off of Tyrone Foster. He taught me how to mark charts. Steven Lindor taught me how to execute the, you know, pre- precise mm-hmm. entry. And it was funny because, you know, before they had the test and everything, you get on with the academy, they have the test, you go to the course, you get on the educator, and the educator themselves will mm-hmm. give you homework. And, bro, <laughs> Tyrone Foster, I was, I remember you marked the chart. Why I got so good with marking the chart because Ty, Tyrone Foster, he had my first day getting on. He's like, let me look at the look at your homework. And he's going through the homework. I'm like, homework, homework. And he, I'm telling, he going through people homework. He's like, trash, <laughs> garbage. He was like, I don't even know why you were sitting here, shit. And he just kept. I was like, hey, yo, oh, this is real, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about he would call it names. It'll be different. He was just like, I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, Chris, Chris, Chris Brown. Oh, I don't like this. You shouldn't have marked this shit up. Who the fuck told you how to mark it up? This is trash. And I'm like, damn, Bruh. like he was so unbelievable. He was like, if you won't, bro, he said, if you're going to be in my class, you're going to mark these charts right, bro. Oh, I'm going to embarrass you every time. I would have been so hurt, bro. I was like, oh, my. Hey, so, hey. I knew I didn't want to be that person, bro. So I was in there going to the library. I ain't had no printer. I would go to the library and print it out and mark it myself. And I would find the person that did the best chart. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to study. I start writing notes, bro. Like, <laughs> I did not want him to point me out in front of everybody, bro. So when I got on with Steven Lindor, I'm like, okay, okay, he cool. Now, nah, man, he, this dude asked him, what is a pimp? He's like, I am an advanced trader, so if you do not know what a pimp is, and he typed it in in Google, he said, this is a pimp. The next time you ask me this stupid question, I'm going to unsubscribe. Oh. I was like, dang. Nah. <laughs> Bro, but it was the realness. 
He was like, I didn't come, I don't come over here and just teach this just to be just for my benefits. I come on to to make money with you guys and help you learn. So if you're not gonna take time into learning something simple as a pimp, don't even get on my channel, bro. I was I was blown away, bro. Mm. <laughs> so still I knew when I met them face to face, bro, I was like, this is real. There's no going back. I can't yeah, unsee what I saw yeah. already. You can't at all. Yo, bro, for real. So we know through the experience what it takes to be a trader and what it takes to be on a team that's a family and that's constantly pushing you, man. So what is something you would want everyone to know about the opportunity of learning how to trade? One thing I always want to say is just like, if you, you know, if you're willing to put in the just hard work, you know, this is definitely something for you. Like, if you know for sure, like, this, you know you're not going to make a million dollars next day or a hundred thousand next day. That this something for you because, like, once you already know, or once you learn the skill, you already make a couple thousand on a weekly basis, you know, by will, you know? So, right. But, you know, no matter, and then the thing about it is, like, the the foreign exchange market is recession proof. You know, a lot of, this right. industry is recession proof. So you making money regardless of what's going on. You making money regardless. Yeah. It's selling. Right. Yeah, we making money. It's buying. We making money. Like, you know, one thing, you know, about the stock market is like, if it's going down, everybody losing. But if it's going up, everybody winning. But like, you know, in the foreign exchange it go up or down. We make him bank off of that. You know? mm -hmm. In regards to what it is. But right. That's no matter what's going on. Like, yeah. no matter what's going on. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. One thing, you mm -hmm. know, one thing people be scared about is like when news hit. You know, that's where, that's where shit get crazy. Though. That's, that's that thing. But it's like, yeah. overall, it's just like, why not though, you know? Hey, people, people like to see the wins and the good side of training, but man they give up when when the psychological part come in they give up when they take an l so i i like how you said it bro not everybody's meant for this you just gotta know that you have to take your wins just like you take your l's you know what i'm saying so uh what's a what's a, what does a normal trading day look like to you so for me be like real like right now it'd be so it'll probably be like plug like usually i'd be at work so i don't really get to plug with the educators as much like on live but you know being able to just you know looking at you know different videos you know i even go i also go on youtube right. also just you know always pick brains of you know other traders out there and you know right now it's just about you know getting a, a good entry like for me i'll when i'll look at the markets i look at you know the past and i see where you know where it's, where it's going and this you know thank you so much star for really showing me like all right you gotta also start from the month and you go all the way down like yeah you always oh I, yeah i never did that before and when you showed me that i'm like oh snap i never did that I, yeah it's it there was a few people i've shown a lot of people that um, on the team especially the ones that that was older vets in in the game showed it to them and it blew their mind like i i don't they like just to shift time frame to see the overall yeah, like, you know i was i used to go straight to like the four hour then go down but i i never looked at like 
the overall thing. I never look. I never used to look at the month. I used to just think that it didn't matter. But nah. Oh man, I used to really no. think it didn't matter to look at the month. Then I I'll look at the week, and I just go go all the way down, and then just go from there. And then it's just like you know, it really changed everything with trading now. And so like right now, it's just like. Right now, it's just like I really want to get everything down to T. Like I really want to, you know, do it to the point where I, you know, I make my own calls. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying like mm-hmm. you know, plugging in with educators, you know, bad at all. But for me personally, it's like I want to do this where it's like okay, if I wake up and look at it, you know, the charts, I go ahead and make money when I want to, you know, you know, be, be just for myself, you right? Know, make just make that income for myself too, regardless, and just have that skill set. Cause that's the first Keep putting in. Yeah, you'll you'll get them, man. I'm telling you, you'll get there. Just the confidence. You you you're already there. It's the confidence. You know what I'm saying? To get more and more confidence in yourself, and you'll be able to wake up any day you want to trade and trade by yourself if you want. It's always good with a team. I, I tell anybody, it's always good to plug in with a team, get that yeah, extra knowledge. But hey, what what better way to grow it? Yeah, than real, practicing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's always one thing to do with the team and everything, but you always got to do everything on your, you know, there's things you got to just do on your own too. Just, be, mm-hmm. just have to have that motivation mm-hmm. too. You know, I didn't have that, you know, I didn't have that motivation to be honest before either, you know, just to, you know, go back and do it. But it's just like, you know, when I look at where I'm at right now and everything, I'm just like, bro, I could really change my lifestyle just by you know, really plugging in, you know, mm-hmm. doing what I need to do. And it's not even just about money, too. It's just like I could really just show other people, like, you you really could do this, you know? If I could do it, anybody could do it, right. you know? So. Right. So what's what's your favorite pairs to trade and why? Let me go ahead and start with the, the, the indices. You know, everybody love them. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I say, because for me, I was heavy on Nas. I was heavy on NAS and on SPS. You know, that's just because I had, you know, a smaller account size. But US 30, that's a different, that's a different ball game. GR 30, that's different. That's a different, mm-hmm. that's a different. Yo, I, yo. Never, I never touched that on my own. I never did that on my own. Never did with those on my own. But I know it's just like those, they really they pay, they really pay the bills though. But um, it'd be like NAS, SPS. That's the ones I, you know, really learned how to do. And then I did. Then it was, then it was gold. It was gold. Then, re, then it'll be the GBP pairs. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love, love the GBP pairs. Too. It's not really any specific. I just love the GBP pairs. But you know, on the whole, and then recently it was USD JPY. I love that one. Oh I yeah. I don't know. It's just like you know, I really love that one. But it's. That's a strong yeah, trade on too. It's very. It's just really those that really you know that really you know that you know, I personally just dealt with. And actually, just looked down my own shoes. It's just like I really love those. But then, hey, see, that's what's up. Hey, so you in the trading world, and we crushing the game, bro. We going through the psychological problems, but we're not giving up. Right, we're still going through the motion. We're still pushing forward to the journey. So. Before you get off, 
man hey leave a message that you will want everyone to know that is looking to one day invest into themselves whether it's foreign exchange where it's stock stocks whether it's clothing whatever it is leave them a message from you to them man and, and, and let them know how to keep going leave a message what you want to definitely do is look at you know the best of the best like the top guys look at you know just study how they really mastered the game or whatever industry that you're in you know always pick the brains you know if it comes to the point where you got to just get books to really see everything you got to do you just got to do what you got to do and so make sure you just you stay plugged into whatever you're doing every single day mm Every like, day, you gotta be. You gotta do it on a consistent basis. You know. Mm-hmm. Get your schedule stick and to once it. Once you do, there's gonna be problems that you do face. And when you face those problems, don't back out. You know, that's where you just, you know, you take a step back. Then you just, you take it by the, you take that opportunity by a stroke and just keep going. You know. And, hey, keep going. Don't ever give up. And you ain't hear it from just me. You heard it from the main man crushing the wave and manual. So, hey, bro, let them know where they can shout you out on social media again before we get off this thing because I don't want nobody to say they don't know who Emmanuel is because he is definitely killing it out here in the forest game. Our Instagram is eman1k, so E-M-A-N-1-K underscore. And that's from Instagram. You know, it's my regular name, Emmanuel Destin, on you know Facebook and then Twitter, E Destin Twenty One. That's where you find me at. And you know, just this is huge right here. You know, this is great. You yeah, know, hey. and you know, Star is a great individual. She helped with so many things. You know, there's no reason for you to just hate on this individual. There's no reason. You know, there's no hey. reason. If you hate on this individual, you're the problem. <laughs> Straight up. Let's Straight go. up. I don't care what nobody says. Let's go. Hey, I love everybody, Straight man. Up. I love to inspire everybody, man. And you're out here inspiring so many people. So keep doing it, bro. Keep living. Keep inspiring. Keep sharing the message, bro. And never stop being a manual destiny because I love you. And if no one on the podcast tell you that they love you, I love you, Emmanuel love you, and also Jah God love you as well. Much love, everyone. So, hey. Much love, Shaw. You know, I love you. Thank you so much for everything. Always, brother. You know, thanks for having me on here. Always. You know, this this is right here. Thank you, man. And, hey, we definitely going to hit the market this week. We're going to crush it, and we're going to continue to inspire so many people and, and, and just go through go through these. Not We're not just doing it for the race. We forget the race, bro. We're just doing it just to inspire the next person, man. We're going to kill facts. it. Facts. That's big facts right there. All right, man. I love you, bro. And keep doing your love thing, you too, man. Fam.